0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McGee. And today I've got an episode of two friends of mine, um, two business coaches from Canada, and they own their own company, One Result Global Limited, where they work with business owners from all around the UK uh, and even abroad. And they help them grow and scale their businesses through social media, email marketing, and they've got a great knowledge Brian and Janice Muldoon owned their own business out in Canada uh, for several years before they relocated back to Janice's family hometown in Belfast. So it's a fantastic episode. Anybody who wants to get some great insights, if you're thinking about moving country, how do you start over? How do you network? How do you grow a business? And how do you establish yourself in a new country? Fantastic episode. I hope you guys get a lot of value from it. And if you like the podcast please feel free to subscribe and leave me a rating or drop me a message if you want me to ask for any guests. But anyway, thank you all for listening. And I will be back again soon. Enjoy. Podcasts about to begin. Hi, this is Chris McGee and you are listening to the Get Thinking Podcast. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on. It's been a long time coming this one there's always a time issue um so now we don't have that i know exactly that's why i'll be able to bang out three podcasts a day. that's brilliant yeah so why don't you guys just take the floor for maybe five or six minutes and just tell us who you are what you're all about and a bit about your background i'll
1: let you do that you, you let,
2: let me do that short version. i'll be here all bloody day yeah brian talks more than i do <laughs> so we are brian, brian and janice muldoon um, we, our company is called One Result. We do, uh, business and personal development coaching in a, in a nutshell.
1: Based so in Northern Ireland,
2: based in Northern Ireland. But as you can tell, obviously, Chris, you know, from our, uh, funny accents, we came from Canada. So I was actually born in Belfast. My parents emigrated to Canada when I was really young, but I always used to spend lots of time coming back here because yeah. all the family was here. Um, and then when Brian and I got married, he always wanted to come over, brought him over on a holiday and he fell in love with it. So it was sort of one of those things that over the years we had talked about um, giving it a try. So in 2012, we decided to hell with it. Let's make the move. So um, yes, yeah, so we've been here, yeah, eight years, just over eight years. Um, time has flown in, but we absolutely love it. We were talking about that the other day, you know, just can't see being anywhere else now. I would just absolutely love it.
1: Yeah. What is it? I remember it like when, when we would come over and we'd get a couple of days in London on the way back to Canada. And then, um, you know, now that we've been living here and you go to London and, you know, London's great, but, you know, there's nothing like coming in, you know, you're seeing Groovesport, Donnick and and all that, <laughs> and you're coming in, there's Hollywood and you land and you just, you know, we feel feels like home, home, you know?
0: feels yeah. like home. Well, I was actually in London last week for work um, against my, not against my wishes, but it was something we had, con- we had contracted to do from December, January time. Yeah. Uh, and the place was like, an app. we, we stayed in King's Cross. Uh, it was against my wishes. I advised the person that we should be doing this. We don't have the resources on the manpower part to do this properly. But get, get to London. The place was an absolute ghost town. But it's far stricter here for social distancing in terms of shops. Than it, than, it was in, uh, than it was in London. People were just kind of, Yeah. Especially in sort of su- like suburban areas. We weren't talking them. And it was just, nobody really cared.
2: Really? No, we actually, we have a neighbor here and he splits his time. He works over in London. Um, so he's obviously back home now until things um, start up again. But he said the same thing. He goes like, you're walking around like there's, other than the fact that there's less people out, the people that are out, out it's like nothing's going on.
0: Yeah. Which I mean you see on the T V about you know the people out in the parks and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy and like we we, we 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 struggled to get a hotel on the way back because we needed a it was a two-day trip. We couldn't get a hotel. Mm. I got a call like fifteen minutes before we were due to arrive at one and the the, the person phoned me back because I booked it on booking com and the, the hotel fumed me and goes, oh, we can't take your cancelled there, we can't take your booking. Oh. I, I was in the middle of the night we've been working like twelve or fourteen hours and I was like Guys, we may have to sleep in the van here, but luckily enough, I was able to get another one.
2: Oh, thank goodness! Oh, I never even thought about that because they're all yeah. closed, aren't they?
0: Yeah, Brian, I have to ask you the hair on, on your Instagram the other day.
2: Oh God,
0: that <laughs> was, was fantastic! That's what we really want to speak to you guys. Um, the hair, <laughs> the hair was brilliant.
1: Ah, uh, the the I, the uh, the shaggy dog. <laughs>
2: well, Brian used to, Brian used to be a, in a rock band. No way. Yeah, so that's hence the hair. Yeah, I could I'll sh- I'll send you some better pictures, Chris. If you thought that was good, just wait.
1: You, you owe me. <laughs> yeah, no, I I uh, I played in bands through the late '80s into the '90s, and then uh, sort of uh, into 2000, mainly at that time doing clubs and things like that. So, and, but he uh, did
2: touring around, like yeah. in the '80s and '90s, he was oh. touring around. Canada. That was the full time gig was being a rock star. So
0: Yeah, that question's coming from a place of jealousy brand. Because Yeah. Oh, I have some I have some good. I've never, never had the privilege of having that kind of hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there's yeah, Janice has photos from the eighties like it's It's I'm like oh my god how did I make it that big? They're
2: they're like band, you know the promo shots that the band used to get. Yeah.
0: Jesus, I can't can't wait to see them.
2: (laughs) I will send you one, I promise.
0: So you guys owned a business out in Canada. How did that start, and how did you end up growing that?
2: Well, we ended up actually, Brian and I have owned a few different businesses. So um, when we first got together. very shortly after Brian and I got together, I went on my own and opened a hair salon. I was, I was a hairdresser again, hence the hair. Um, I was a hairdresser. So I went out on my own um, and opened a hair salon. And then Brian had a construction business. So we were both working separately for a long time doing our own thing. And then we ended up getting into property. So we were flipping houses, we were buying. I was really, I mean, Brian obviously had the construction part of it. I really loved the whole design of things and just getting stuck in there. So it was brilliant. So we were buying houses and flipping them, and then I decided that. See, over in North America, it's very different with um, commissions on real estate transactions. Mm-hmm. So you would like the average house price that we were flipping when you were selling it. We were. It was about between sort of 12 and 15 grand in realistic commissions. So I started thinking, yeah, that's a lot coming off the top. When you're flipping a house, you're trying to make some profit. So I decided I'm going to go to real estate school and get my license Yeah. and then I can sell our own properties, Okay, which I did. And then that turned into a whole other thing because then I had because I had a lot of connections, being a hair—you know what being a hairdresser like—they know everybody. Well, All of a sudden, different man, different you different don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had loads of people coming to me saying, "Can you sell my house for me? Can you help me buy a house? Can you?" So it sort of turned into this whole other thing. So then I just went into having my own real estate business after that. Yeah. Um, and then we continued to flip for a long time, flip properties crash. until the crash. And then the problem was getting financing. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. we came out unscathed, thank goodness. Uh, we had just sold a property, like within weeks before everything uh, crashed. But then we had to just take a step back. We did a couple of little ones after that, but it was really hard to get financing. Um, and then after that, we started a business with Brian's brother, uh, that was sort of when we came together, yeah. Um, and that went on to become a very successful, successful business in a really short period of time. Well, Actually, oh my god, I love, that.
0: I love it. I love it. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't come near me, and then as soon as I start talking to someone, she just comes over.
2: The ours does the same, except she's downstairs, so uh, she'd be doing the <laughs> exact same. She's like, "Hey,
0: wait good I'm
1: there was just a couple of things that are like um, I was thinking about when you were saying, uh, like doing the flips and all that, and I kind of forgot that, but on the end of on the end of this here was the the thing about that business, because I think it's really important to to say this, is that business uh, which was replacing, well, actually, sorry, the the real estate, because I know anyone who's listening might be going, why why would you pay someone that kind of money?" But with what Janice, with realtors over there, the difference is, like, say an estate agent here, they they would meet you, maybe do a viewing, or maybe the, the person selling their homes doing their own viewings. There, you have to, the realtors there, negotiate with the other realtors. So the realtors are negotiating the deal on behalf of the buyers and the sellers. Right. So you have to have that negotiating skill. Plus, they're responsible for all the conditions in the contract, everything in legal writing, not the solicitors. So they have it's it's quite an. there's a lot more there's studies. a lot more
2: legal stuff to be in yeah so yeah, be, yeah there's a lot more responsibility there's a lot more yeah. risky yeah. stuff
1: like that and so when we got into the construction side of it and you know i was doing renovations and we saw hey let's get into property you know because there was just you know there's a lot well, you know what it's like when you're managing customers and customer expectations and things like that so we saw we were making generate, generate more money that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, oh, yeah. um, so man,
0: last week was a different story. Like it was a completely different ballgame. But um, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, but in this business, we, we were able to grow it uh, to over $6 million in less than two years. Oh. And, and of course, you know, we were proud of that. It was amazing that we could do that. But the point that I want to say is, um, the path to figuring that out, we learned so much about you know yourself, but only a, a couple of years later, that business went into a tailspin because it got so big so fast that we we just we didn't have the skill set to, to manage, manage those kind of people, those kind of expenses, and and how to how do you control that scale? It was yeah. it was like it was like it was like getting on the bench and somebody you know you've been you've been you've been pushing you know. Say, like 60 kgs, and now somebody puts 360 on you. You know, you're yeah. instantly dealt with a situation where you know it, it becomes pretty serious, and that's
0: what happens. So was a
2: massive learning curve, yeah. I yeah. think it's less than ever, yeah. yeah.
0: And such so, it, it is a different skill set. And I was actually speaking about this earlier on, you know, jumping from that self employed bracket to managing people and trying to get like a system in place to, to, to manage everything, and then there's sales and then there's marketing it's it's a completely, you know, even the last six months, I think I've learned more than what I have in the last three years, just just from taking on new challenges. Um, and how did you end up managing that? It went
2: under. Yeah, it went under. It went under. Um,
1: we were not the, you know, we didn't have a major control in the say of the running of the business. We were just You know, it was, we had,
2: we had been, it was a family, it was us together as family. And we had had business dealings before. And we knew that we had very different views. So we didn't go in as a partnership. So we went in with the, we're all going to get rich, but we were in a, well, this was the idea, right? We're all going to be rich. It's going to be great. But we were just there on a consultant basis sort of thing. So we were helping hiring people and managing teams and that sort of stuff. But our name wasn't on the line. Thankfully, Thank, thankfully yeah. for us. But yeah. unfortunately, when you see what you could have had, and then it goes, because you just couldn't, Thanks. we couldn't manage it. We, I mean, you had to, it took us a long time to actually be able to talk about it, because yeah. you feel like you think, holy God, I had that yeah. in the palm of my hand, and yeah. none of us knew how to manage it. And it just the wheels just came off. it. Yeah. And you
1: feel like a failure, you feel like because, an
2: idiot.
1: you know, your relationships are now tainted and and damaged um your ego is bruised you Mm -hmm. feel like you failed and it was only you know honestly like years later that just from here listening to other people saying wow you built a multi-million dollar business for sort of like you had to go back and uh, well actually i guess we did yeah. didn't we and yeah. that,
2: we had forgotten to be proud of that yeah. part of it because of how it ended but we started like knocking on doors literally like literally going out at night both of us had our own businesses doing this and yeah. or, like our own see, brian had his construction business i still had i was still doing the real estate i was the salon was gone by then um, and we were going out at night literally knocking on doors and offering quotes for people and stuff on their houses like that's yeah. how it started and yeah. it grew yeah. into that, so I mean, it is something to be—it is something to be proud of. And is,
0: that how, is that how? Is that how you fast? Like, how, is that how you generated all your leads and all your business just by word of mouth? One,
1: one of the things that we we had found that turned out to be sort of what would you say the diamond and the rough? Because we all had sales and marketing and and you know obviously business experience and you know doing business face face, and yet we were like, well. We knew that there was a great opportunity here. So we said, well, why don't we go talk to the insurance companies? Because they just write checks. Uh, you know, if something's damaged, here's the check, go and fix it, make the problem go away.
2: This was yeah. I I don't think we've specified this was replacing roofs. Yeah, sorry.
1: That's sorry. what this yeah. this business yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: was. Yeah, so okay. over there, here it's tile and things like that. Over there it's it's asphalt shingles and stuff. So there, it's more susceptible to, to extreme weather and things like that. And so anyway, long story short, uh, everyone was like, well, no, you have to be in the old boys club to get into that. You have to be you have to be in this this group and you've had to be in business 15 years, this and that. And I'm only sharing this for the benefit of any listeners out there who we often get told to stay in the box and abide by the rules and don't go out and do your own thing and try it your way. So instead, what we started to do, Janice and I started to make phone calls to uh, insurance companies. And long story short, it took us over a year to finally uh, get through. I got through to someone who happened to be, you know, uh, he basically took care of half of Canada Mm -hmm. and we made the connection and I stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it. We took things down, gifts, everything dropped, all sorts of stuff, but I kept persistent with the calls. But the most important thing for anyone that's listening to this or watching this is we, everybody would say, Hey, we put on roofs the best, you know, cause everyone's going to say that and they're, they're going to go, yeah, I know. That's what the last guy said. Yeah. What we did was we spoke to the bigger um pain point for them, which was we know how important it is for you to retain customers. And we know that that can often not be down to you, but the experience a customer has when they put in a claim and that that person who's going to carry out that work if they don't do a job to the expectation of the customer you could lose that client and what does that mean to you so we understand your business and we understand that customer retention and so we we're not just delivering the quality but we're we're also here to aid your business and 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 being able to to tap into that and speak that language from an emotional point of view speaking to that to the thing that keeps that that company's talking about, they they just bought into it like straight away. It took another six or eight months before we actually started getting the work. Mm-hmm. But then once we proved ourselves, it was a gravy train. They just, yeah. I remember getting yeah. the call with my brother. He's like, how many roofs do you want? And yeah. we said, 500. Yeah. And
0: he said, okay. Funny you said that about the, the pain point. Um, that's something I was taking into Sort of at the start of the year, we're starting to meet with estate agents and different people. And instead of me saying, "Why don't you join our referral scheme? We'll do a good job." My whole thing was, "Look, I know what's more important to you than than a commission check. Although, obviously, that's still important. But what I was saying to them was, "Look, I know you guys have clients who you want to be or who are associated with your business. And if you recommend us and we do a fantastic job, that's going to go great." help in recommending you guys as well. So speaking exactly. about that to them first and talking about their clients and what, what they want and then easing in their commission, uh, I find was a better way instead of just going, why to join our referral scheme you get X amount of percent of commission. Yeah.
2: When everybody it didn't else do, is it, didn't work with it Yeah. So Do you know what it. I was actually going to bring that back to you because what we were talking about, the other side of that business that enabled it to grow as much as it did was that we brought sophistication to an industry that didn't have sophistication. It was all it was a known scr- for that. scrubby guys, and uh, you know what I mean. It was, and we we had it where everybody had uniforms. It was things were done a certain way, and and it's going back to what you're doing. I mean, it's the same thing with your industry. It's an industry with not a lot of sophistication, but that's what you're doing. You're doing it right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And a, lot, a lot of times people think that uh, you know people only buy price, and and it's true if that's the only thing you have to offer. And so that's
0: your strategy, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot, a lot of people would come, measure, do the estimate, pencil in the air. All right, folks. There you go. There's your estimate. Here's a brochure. Give us a shout. Sure. You know, X. You know, A, B, C. We'll take care of this and that. We used to come in and uh, we'd do the estimate and say, "I'll be right back with everything." And we'd go out and get the product and actually sit down and educate them and say,
2: "You do know, this is
1: important because whether you hire us or not." this is your home and this is one of the most important pieces of the structure and so we just want to take the time to give you some things so that when you're looking at other people who are coming in you know what questions to ask them and and let them respond so you can make an educated decision
2: and oddly enough they were so appreciative of that and um that they usually didn't want to go anywhere else after that they're like yeah no we'll just go with you
1: yeah. yeah. Another another trick we did just finally for because of you know for anyone who's just really thinking about business, especially at this time, you know, when they come out of it, how what can I do to help my business? Like what can I do to, to stand out? One of the things that we did was not just us, but other people in that industry who are doing the exact same thing as us, had terms. They could get 30 days. So we knew we could turn a house around in a few days, you know, yeah, under yeah. a week. So we would say to people, so just to give you confidence, we don't ask for anything until the job's completed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. because we knew we had the terms. So there's nothing down where everyone else was coming in looking to cover their costs. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we knew that uh, if the customer wasn't happy, we'd make it right. And like 9.8 times out of 10, there was never a problem they paid. There was only the ones that were trying to, you know, maybe – Get, get their arm in a wee bit, but then, you know, we take them around and usually the wife or somebody would go, just pay them, you know, yeah, they did a good yeah. job of stuff. But if Is there the wasn't a problem. I'll do that. Yeah. And so that we just took that thing there that was available to everyone. And we leveraged it to our advantage to create, to create a perception value that, Hey, you're in good hands. We're not asking for any money. Let us do the work for you. We'll give you the results in advance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, just on that point, just recently there, I was having to look at my own terms and conditions and things like that. And I found that just before Christmas, a lot of people were sort of questioning the deposit and cancellation scheme and all that sort of stuff. And I decided to take that out the start of this year. And that's what went with great results just for just for selling. i say, look, we take a deposit off you just to secure the booking and to put us in the contract, but it's fully refundable or if for whatever reason, you know, if a solicitor changes your, your date or whatever, we will move that booking for you free of charge. And that's just to give them a bit of confidence that they're not losing it's any money. The last right. thing people want to do, especially when they're, you know, paying for a big job, is to lose money in an already expensive oh, yeah. and stressful process. So that's went down really well. And
1: Great.
0: But there's there's a lot of things in the terms and conditions that I wasn't really happy with. So it changed a few things. But it's more because people were starting to question me about it. And I was, I didn't really have much of an answer. I was like, well, if, you know, if you lose the money, you lose the money. But then once I changed things, I was like, no, no, I want to make this a better experience for them. But the yeah. thing, obviously guiding them through the whole process of what happens on the day and beforehand was a big thing. And even even a follow-up call after after a quote. I, a lot of people I knew weren't doing follow-up calls, uh-huh. you know, for speaking to somebody a few days ago and had a, a couple of painters out just to give them a few different quotes and they were all quite similar in price you know but the guys were just coming in kind of well that's going to cost about this amount and then just the way they went and not, not one person's done a follow-up call so i was like we got our new system started putting up follow-up calls for every single quote and right. you actually get more on the follow-up than you do initially
2: that's what that's our favorite saying the fortunes in the follow-up
0: yeah yeah people really
2: right?
1: appreciate that because. Um, people will one person might think I'm not going to be bothering people with like that because I'd be looking desperate yet someone else might say no it's an opportunity to find out if they have any questions and then for the customer they go you know as you said this is the only person that followed up you're the
2: conscientious one the other ones
1: are
0: like yeah whatever One, one thing that I learned as well was when it was full of people I was go i was saying hey is this Janice Muldoon and then all of a sudden you get this really nervous who's yeah. a... on the phone Introduce myself before asking so they know who it is but then they're no, a yeah, lot more receptive yeah, yeah. they're not like why so like- who are you yeah because yeah, if you get a random call on your phone if it's maybe from a mobile you don't know or a number you don't know and they're like is this Chris McGee and I'm like Jesus Christ somebody's looking something for me <laughs> so, somebody's trying to sell me something yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah so exactly just just that just little things like that we've, we've been trying like trying and weekend that have really really worked That's
1: great brilliant. brilliant really really good yeah
0: so northern ireland how what, what has made it home now apart from you know marriage.
2: You know what's really funny? I said this to Brian the other day, and this is no word of a lie. No, I'm not putting down Canada. I do love Canada. My dad's still there. Brian's daughter, the grandkids are there. We go back his his brother and his brother's fiance and sisters and it's it's we love going back. we love visiting, and there's a lot of wonderful things about it. Mm-hmm. but one of the things that we didn't have there was um any sort of sense of community okay. People don't speak like they do here so um i said to brian the other day i was like because we were going out for our walks and if you see somebody across the road you know you wave or whatever i said can you imagine like my poor dad right now he's on his own and i'm thinking if he goes out for a walk nobody's waving and saying hello because they just don't they're very like if you're you're, on a good day you're walking towards somebody and they'll drop their head so they don't have to say hello to you yeah um so yeah, really the feeling. I mean, we've made some fantastic friends since we've been here. We really do the best feel Yeah, we really do feel a part of things. We love being by the sea. Yeah. We do our sea swimming and uh, just love all that crack. And yeah.
1: I think I think for me it was, you know, truly being Canadian and coming over here, even though you know there's a, the ancestral connection and all that. It was um, knowing that and then all of a sudden it was like you're in, you're one of us it was like you know it was like it was like when you're in you're in you're, in, you're proper in
0: yeah you know
1: you gotta you gotta really make you gotta really make, <laughs> make a mess of things before you know like when you're on yeah
2: people really do, they, yeah. They, they bring you in sort
1: of yeah and, and i think the other thing is too like it I, it, the country changed me, um, I, you know, we came over with the idea of, Hey, we could help some businesses. You know, everyone's been hit by it. We're going over there. We could go and consult and help businesses. We've been able to do
0: that. But that was before it was starting to get popular in the UK. And there was a big, exactly. That was happening exactly. like in America, exactly. in Canada already, but it yeah. such thing. is that really here?
2: Yeah, it took a little while, Chris. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Here, yeah. In, we yeah. ended up doing a lot of work over in England and stuff because at first people were like, "You were what is it you're doing? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, shit.
0: people, people. have
2: thought this through.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's a country that's we're we're just years behind and <laughs> positive. Well, happen, and that's when, we here, when we first
1: came here, we were referred to like everybody go all the Canadians, and now. i it's brian and janice because people know who we are we've been here eight years we've built up a bit of a reputation um i think that was the thing i was going to say there was like i changed like i know i know what the crock is now you know what i mean <laughs> i know how to take the piss and i know i under i get it you know yeah i know how it works and and it's part of me now
0: yeah I, I, it always makes me laugh when i hear you two speak at, a, at an event and then all of a sudden you know you've got the canadian accent and then all of a sudden brian will say something like like two and it's like very very <laughs> it makes you laugh. i know it's a,
2: it's really you know why, chris it's the weirdest thing because I, I can hear it in my own head and i'm just like i can't control it but i can hear it going on yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I, say, I remember I like when, the, when we first we first started dating and and it was the first time i heard janice call her, you know, because in North America we would say mom, dad. And so she's like, oh, I'm just going to give my mom a ring. So she's, uh, she's like, hiya, mummy. <laughs> and I was like, mummy? What's that all <laughs> about?
2: Because when I'm in Canada, I have like the full on Canadian accent. was like, what? Yeah. There's
1: this I... Ulster accent
0: coming <laughs> out.
1: And it was hilarious.
0: Well, if you want to go full Belfast, you can go, moi. Moi. Yeah, moi. I, I... moi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did the, how did the transition the coaching happen? Is it something that happened naturally? Or is it, was it something you, you know, maybe you just well, thought, yeah, we're going to give this a full whack here?
2: I think, um, partly I think because of the amount of business experience that we'd had, we would have people coming and sort of help, you know, asking, hey, what about this? And how would you do about that? Just because we've done a few different things and, and we've been in business. And then we decided that um, I don't even know exactly what the turning point was.
1: For me, I recall we went when, when the company in Canada was making all this money, my brother and I, Janice, we, we, we were already making the move to Northern Ireland. And then my brother and I went to business mastery, Tony Robbins. Yeah. And even though it was business mastery, there was a lot of, he was started to bring in the human needs and things like that. And I immediately went, you know what? I want to contribute. I want to take what we know our experience and help people. It was just something that, you know what it's like, Chris, you do it yourself. Yeah. You know, you've been yeah. through the RMT, the Robins Medanus training. And so we really steeped ourselves in that. And we saw how it transformed our relationship, the way we communicate and how we were able to get strategies to change our thinking, you know, that, that we, to understand that our beliefs are, is our mind. It's, it, it, you know, it's a choice. We can, know anchor to the fear or we can focus on on gratitude and things like that. And so we just kept working on it, working on it, working on it. And then um, just started to say, look, if, if you know we 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 would talk to someone in their business, they were having a problem, and you could tell there was something more and we'd say like is there anything else, you know, or is everything all right at home? And you would see the emotion come up and we saw, you know what, this is an opportunity for us to to really bring another component in because once you get the business ticking money and the cash flows back on track and but if you're not happy what the hell's the point
0: yeah yeah absolutely and you know the the rmp was a huge eye-opener for me in terms of your own know, personal happiness you know keeping keeping your body right keeping your mind right and, and the relationships like the relationships especially was a big one for me and Going through that now, it's easy, It's much easier to have good, whether it's romantic or whether it's personal. It's yeah, a much easier process now. But it's quite <laughs> difficult to implement that kind of thinking here. Still, I think people are right. so backwards, and uh, there's a lot of ego, and there's a lot of significance. Um, oh, definitely and negative significance. Um, and it, it's it, it will come here eventually. But I was glad I went through that process. And do you know what? That's something I want to go, you know, go and watch it again and do, do the videos again because some of the some of the modules are unbelievably. Yeah, you should, Chris.
1: You should. I know that your you know the needs of the business had to come first, and yes, we do have to prioritize things. But you know, the coaching that you were doing was brilliant, and the message that you're putting out there, especially being you know from Northern Ireland, born here, born and bred, uh, I thought like this is fabulous.
0: Yeah, I will go back to it for sure. It's, it's something that I still love to do for, you know, I just love helping and con- contributing. We're trying to do mm-hmm. market the two things at the same time. Every time I'm spreading myself way too thin, every time okay. I've got a little bit of success and one, got a few coaching classes, uh, yeah. yeah. stopped, it's same way and the other way around. So. Well,
1: we, went, we went through that. You know, we went yeah. through that. The, th- the thing is, and not to say it was worse, but, the one thing we didn't consider before before we went to go build our dream life <laughs> in North Ameri- in Northern Ireland was we arrived and went shit. We don't know anybody yeah. except family, yeah. And the family, you know, the family, you know, they're they're just out there grafting and stuff. We were trying to crack into businesses, you know. So it was it that was, sounds
2: very naive, but I mean, it yeah. was it was a little bit tougher, I think, because of like what you said, that was in 2012, they're like, you're business coaching? Okay. Yeah, we so, don't do that. Anymore. You know what I mean? And then it's like, I, I always used to joke, I always used to joke about it, like, oh, here's the Americans to tell us what to do. Like, that's what I <laughs> felt like. I was like, oh, god. Um, But you know what, it's been, um, it's been amazing. And I really feel that because of the training that we're just talking about, the combined business experience and then being able to bring that element into it. I think that's why we've been able to have really good success. And we've built, I don't, I can't even think of a client that we've worked with that we haven't actually become really close yeah, with it because built, it's just, it yeah. just builds such strong relationships.
0: Yeah. And do you have, do you have like a specific uh, client that you look for uh, or do you turn people away because you think maybe they're all right for your coaching? I mean, I, I think we, we,
1: we, we try. Time, we, we try to help people. I mean, sometimes people will come for business help, and it might be one or two things that need to be resolved. We help them with that, but then they actually want to keep the personal coaching going because they've had it. They've had a breakthrough. They've had a transformation. And it's the first time they're like, you know, you would if you had to talk to me a few years ago about coaching, had a laugh in your face. But actually, it's not only good for me. It's you know, it's often. The, the partner, has a positive impact yeah, on the family partner, right they'll come yeah. into it it's been great but primarily we like to help businesses that are already making money they already have a legitimate business that's turning over because you know it's hard to help a fledgling business uh, at that level because often the, they're they're already on a really tight budget and so yeah. it's hard for us to be able to be there over the, the time frame that you
2: need yeah. to actually get that curve and so we like to be able to sort of what we say sort of help a business take it to the next yeah. level if they're somewhere yeah. and they're yeah. kind of stuck and they don't really know where to go
1: and that could be online as well you yeah. know so it's offline and online like we've been, we've been talking about you know what is the communication with the customer the prospect you know, your sales team to the prospect who's going out and representing your organization. But then online, what are you doing online? Oh, well, we invested five grand in a website. It's not doing anything. Great. Let's have a look at it. Because yeah. there's probably there's something people, there you're missing a yeah, trick there's, on. There's you know? a lot of
2: people, I think, I, I, I think that this is really going to open a lot of people's eyes, the fact that we're stuck in the house and we can't do business as usual. I think a lot of people that have just been closed off to it's going to open their eyes. But there's so many businesses out there that are missing opportunities to go online or to use the internet to,
0: to yeah,
2: propel yeah. their business. So
1: and they don't know how to do it. Yeah. They're like, "Well, I've got a website. I don't understand. Like, what do what are you supposed to do? Our name and address are on there. We've got to get in touch form, but well, that's a whole, you know, a or, whole other conversation." there. Opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah,
0: honestly, a year ago, a few had spoke to me about online marketing, or you know. If someone had a said call to action, I wouldn't even know what that is. But, you know, it, it, there, is, there is a certain structure and a design. That had, um, something that I'm doing on my website at the minute, just trying out different content and, and trying to make it appealing and as easy as possible for people to navigate as well. Yeah, but, you know, just have, utilizing what we have, social media, uh, a lot of people just have it, but they're not using it yeah
1: exactly it's it's also advertising too yeah you know, people will run a facebook ad they'll invest 100 or 200 quid they'll go out and have a lovely meal but if they invest 100 or 200 quid in facebook they stop to go Does it doesn't work and not understanding that you know there's there's other things that are happening that take time to sort yeah. of balance out and start giving you the proper data yeah. you know and you don't run one ad you run you test a few ads and yeah you change the demographics and all sorts of things and suddenly, wow, the phone's ringing. Why is your yeah. phone ringing this month?
0: Yeah. Your Facebook ads are working. Yeah.
1: Oh, forgot about those.
0: Great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's a big mistake. I made mean, with Facebook ads, I was just putting stuff out there and just, I was like, cool, oh, that doesn't seem too bad. Those ads are running and then I started learning about split testing and things like that. I was putting maybe I exactly. set like three or four sets out at once and all of a sudden, you're going from 42 pay click to 17 pay click and you're hitting yeah. graphic as well and you're hitting you know yeah. a lot exactly. learning about copywriting and things like that still still a lot of learning to do but just testing it, trying it out you realize that you're actually saving yourself money and things are yeah. working
2: yeah you are but that's the thing because so many people through it's like you know when you think about it compared to you know print advertising it's not like you take out one little uh print ad and go oh it didn't work I mean it's it's something that you got to do ongoing but the better quality your ads are and those the words that you're using to to speak to your customer yeah it makes all the difference in the world but that's what I was going to say to you Chris you know when you're talking about the coaching you'll get to a point with your business with your your removals business that you will be a business owner instead of a business operator and that's going to free up a whole lot of time to go after your other passion which is great
0: Well, I 100% will go back to it because I enjoyed it so much. And I was so surprised, just as you were saying about putting yourself out there. When I started putting myself out there on my personal socials, it was insane. Not not the amount of people, but the people that were actually reaching out to me for help. Just people you wouldn't think of in a million years. Um, So it's just about putting yourself out there and seeing what comes back. I'm building yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's surprising,
2: yeah. Really,
0: yeah. me you know, the credibility has to be there as well. You know, if you want, you're going into personal coaching, but it would be nice maybe if I had the, the business experience to turn around and actually, have, you know, I've got my credibility, I've got my business. You know, here's where I can help you. But with, now I'm still going through that process. It's it's still a work in progress for me, and there's a lot of learning being done, which is fantastic. And we're we're in it. Well, obviously right now it's. <laughs> it's a bit of a coin flip, but we were in a really good place sir, over the last six months. Like we've doubled in in uh, sales in, in, in a few months and things were just consistent. Amazing. So, so you're, you're
1: watching, doing you're doing the right things, you know. You're doing I mean, all the right
0: things. After three years. But it was good, it was just everything you learned, you know, you you start well the first year. We started really well the first year, but it was me working six days a week. There wasn't that many calls coming through. I couldn't manage it all. But then as things started get bigger and better and um, then all of a sudden you spend money on this and it doesn't work and, and then the next thing you're, you're kind of working to change your business.
2: <laughs> so once yeah. you restructure
0: structured personal finances things started to become easier again and then of course yeah, what's happened what's happened recently has happened but again it's just another challenge and once you've been through a few of them you're kind of like you know that you just have to think and adapt. And I think it's important to take time off and actually sit and become creative and do that sort of stuff as well. And not just panic and stress. Yeah, Take some time off, That's spend time with friends, spend time with family, get a bit of exercise, and those are the times when the best ideas come.
2: You're right, 100%. Well, yeah, yeah, that,
1: like, just hearing that from you, you know, it just shows that, you know, you have to train, stay fit, stay healthy. But, you, you know, the, the more lessons you learn, the more tactical you become. And you you start to read the plays differently, you know, and so you know, oh, actually we're going to go this way. Hey, we got a result, right? And so it's great to hear that.
0: You, you can jump, but you can jump into like being reactive straight away, panic, stress, and then all of a sudden you make very very quick decisions that are that could be bad because you're because of the state you're in. And mm-hmm. I just said once we finish up, I'm taking a full weekend off. I'm not even thinking about work. Um and then I'll come back on Monday and I'll I'll start thinking about things again, uh, and that's probably been the best decision just to take those few days off because that week leading up to when we closed we had a lot of things to finish and we had half the staff, so you were working around the clock and the the, the state that I was in two weeks ago or a week ago, if I had made some major decisions then it could have been detrimental because you weren't yeah a good frame
2: yeah. Yeah, well, it's really smart that you recognize that because you're absolutely right. You need to be like, okay, hang on a second here. I need to step back and think this through. So that's brilliant for you.
0: He does. So we'll, we'll finish off. Uh, there's 15% of people who've listened to the end of a podcast. So what do you guys want to say to the 15% of people that I've actually listened <laughs> okay. Apparently that's a statistic.
1: It's 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 not time to retreat or freeze. It's time to advance, and so if you're wondering, well, that sounds good, Brian, but how the hell do you do that when it feels like the only thing I can do is wait and and see what happens? Look, the bottom line is, um, you know, the government's doing what they can, but it's not their responsibility to take care of us. We have to take care of ourselves, and so the way that you can start to do that is be resourceful, start to think beyond the things that you're thinking about now. And, you know, for example, if you have a business and you're going like, well, what am I supposed to do? The doors are closed. Get your files out and call your customers like you're doing, you know, following things up and how are you doing? You're all right. Listen, I just want to take a second to call and say, thank you. You know, we, we never get time to stop in our busy lives to say, thank you for the business. Just wanted to make a courtesy call. If there's anything in the future. We do have some great offers that we're putting together, but something you'd like to hear about, let me know and I'll get some information to you over. Does that sound good? That can generate business rate. Right? That's being resourceful. That's just one example. I don't know what John has. Yeah, I would, I would
2: just say that in the situation that we're in right now, what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, um, you know there's the people that are just gonna go oh god this is terrible and i can't work i mean it is terrible i'm not downplaying it it's a very serious situation but there's so many things right now we can't control we can't control how long this is going to go on for we can't control so many things but the two things that we can control in the situation is our attitude every day and the actions that we take Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that we can control right now so it's like get up in the morning. Get a good attitude on and go, what can I do for my business? Is there something I can do to be proactive? Is there a project that I need to be working on? Whatever the case is, just to keep your mental state good through all of this. So when the doors do open back up, you're yeah, ready to go. Uh,
0: you're in a good place. Yeah. Just, just do something. Just, don't just <laughs> do
2: something. Don't keep do a good attitude. Just, just do something. Something. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming on. um Thank you very much. It's been a long time coming, like I say, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll hopefully catch up with you very soon in person. Definitely.
2: Yes. Yeah, thank great. you, Chris.
0: Thanks so much for having us on. Yes. Thank all
2: you very much. See you
1: soon. All the best. Take care. Stay safe, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Get Thinking podcast, and I will be back very soon.